Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt, and joining me this week, the three amigos return for postseason extravaganzas. Rob Newell, Lee Dobbs and Dan Healy, how are we boys? Yeah, we're all good as always. Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, post-season now, but we're not in it, are we? So I'm just uh, I'm just getting my agent ready to negotiate my fees for next year. Oh wow, 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 wow! The uh, uh, the expenses budget is a little limited on the Fish Across the Pond podcast, but we'll see how we can accommodate. We may have some deferred money going into these contracts, backloaded contracts for us. Yes. <laughs> got a feeling this the marketing's really going to ramp up next year though with this so boys season one of fish across the pond in the books what an effort boys 30 episodes uh we've done it's a top effort so well done lads as you said postseason baseball is here we've seen bits of it the marlins aren't in it and we knew we weren't going to be in it after probably first of april maybe even before that i don't know but um anyway there's there's plenty going on it's been very exciting i'd say particularly uh particularly the nl side has been extremely exciting and um a couple of game fivers kicking off tomorrow evening so we record on tuesday as normal um boys i will we'll come to the postseason in a bit where i want to start though is at the end and the end of the season with our get-together, apart from Lee, who unfortunately his, he was surprised with his birthday, so Lee couldn't make it for the end-of-season extravaganza, but we finished off in style, lads, with a uh, a Marlins get-together, joined up with the, the Phillies UK crew, plus anyone else who fancied it in, in Pashyank. Final game of the season, uh, it, was, it was fun, beer-filled, there was plenty of wings, cheesesteaks, you name it, it had everything catered for. There was a the, the inaugural uh, Marlins Phillies uh, quiz, Marlins Phillies bingo, all of which were, were totally ripped off from other people, but they went down a storm. Uh, it was good fun. Uh, and the main thing, the main thing, other than us uh, eating too much and drinking too much, particularly me, uh, was the Marlins finished on a high, lads. Positivity. Dan the man. I mean, there was plenty of highlights in the game. It was a great game to watch and great, you know, it was, it was competitive uh, throughout that game. Plenty of highlights for you, mate. What was the main one? I'll, you can take your pick, really. Yeah, it was um, It was a brilliant uh, night, all in all, to be honest. I mean, I, I got there because of a uh, bit of train travel, probably about 45 minutes to an hour later than I wanted to. Walked in um, to see just a table full of beers, full of cheesecakes and wings <laughs> went over to you pete and said uh what what you having mate that looks good you went well i'm having i'm having all of it so i just fo- i followed on from you with uh with a with a massive cheesesteak and a big tub of wings and they were absolutely fantastic got straight on the um on the ipas 
And uh, what followed was just a great night with great people, with a great game. Um, really good to see a good crowd there, plus just random people walking in and just saying, you know, is this the, the, the MLB meetup? Yep, come on in, you come. And uh, yeah, so a few, few people that we didn't even expect to just suddenly turn up. Um, it was um, it was a good event. And uh, yeah, as you say, the, uh, the, the icing on the cake to end the season uh, with yet another win over the Phillies. Um, and, a re- and a really good game. I mean, to, to, there's not been many games that the Marlins have been involved in. Um, where it's gone to the last ball, to where this it can mean something. I mean, they had, they had um, uh, on they was on base. All they needed was was a hit, and they could have they could have got got the win to take it away from us. So it went to the very last ball, which was was great, made, made for an even better evening. Um, but yeah, my my highlight really was was the yeah the the, the save I suppose at the end, which was uh, very unlike us. It's not something we've seen a lot of. Um, so to get a save at the end. Um, to finish the season, um, that went down nicely with me. What a way to finish, Tyler Kinley. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty late doors there. I was looking through one eye, so I'm not <laughs> not entirely sure how it ended, but <laughs> I believe it was Tyler Kinley. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Two out safe. Um, Lee, you unfortunately couldn't make it. You were being wined and dined by your uh, by your your better half. Treat, treating you to the finer things in life. We did say that there was plenty of wings and cheesesteaks available, but <laughs> I think you went, you went a tier above that, I think. So fair enough. Um, one one thing that stuck out for me, mate, and I want to get your take on this. Um, I know you followed baseball and the Marlins for, for a long time. What a way for Martin Prado to finish up, or potentially finish up with the Marlins, with his, his 100th uh, MLB home run, um, what I mean, we've talked about it all year, pretty much. We've uh, it's good job we didn't have the you know a counter on on the Twitter handle all year. It'd been stuck at ninety nine all year. It hasn't moved. Yeah. Um, but what a way for Martin to finish up, mate. Perfect, perfectly scripted, right? Yeah, like, like I say, say it was a it, it, yeah, it was a perfect moment. I mean, it's, it's been talked talked about for the last maybe month or so yeah, since he came back from from like, the, the the injury he had. How how he he needed one more home run. You know, you know, for for the century. So and you know, to, and, and to get it in the in the last game, you know, which could be his last game with the Marlin, or, or even his last game of his whole you know career. Mm. Yeah, it, it was just a, just you know a special moment. You know, you know, you know for him as well you know, as, yeah. as a team, and you see how much it, it meant to the team as well. You know, because he he, he is the like captain, you know, in the dugout and stuff. So you know, it, it was it was just just a perfect a perfect moment moment for like for the season. Oh, you know. Closer, you know, for, for the game. Yeah, you sure. Know, you know, you know, and obviously for, for you guys as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey, I'm not going to lie. There may have been a few, um, yeah, few eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was a few eye-watering moments, but that was mainly when the the lady came round with the uh, the credit card machine saying, uh, <laughs> "Mr. Pratt, uh, type in your pin, senor." And I thought, "Oh bloody hell!" <laughs> I've overindulged. <laughs> <laughs> so but you're right mate it was an emotional ending it was the perfect ending for the yeah. uh for the capitan he's he's i know in in craig mish's interview with him which was an awesome interview yeah did say that he wants to come back next year whether that whether that transpires is another thing but if that is the way he ends it um what a way 
and what a reception he had. And the Phillies fans were great with him too. Yeah, you know, were, yeah. Um, you know, stand innovation really from them. So it was just just great to see. Uh, for me, if he does hang it up, if that's the right term in, in baseball, but you know, if he hangs them up or whatever, I'd I'd love to have him back on the coaching staff. I mean, why not? He he's well respected around there. Um, I'm sure they could find a role for him somewhere somehow. There's the bench coach Tim Wallach's gone, isn't he? Uh, he's yeah moved on. So you know, there's opportunities maybe if if Martin fancies it. So spaces there, yeah. Spaces there. We'll come to that later, guys. We'll we'll chat through those in more depth. Um, Rob, for you, mate. There's one thing I do need to just I just need to finish up on on the festivities. Um, and I need to hand you the crown actually. I need you to be officially crowned the Marlins Phillies quiz champ of 2019. It was uh, for those who weren't there, which most weren't, unfortunately, who listened to this, which is which is fine. But we had a we had a mixed quiz. It was maybe 30, 35 questions uh, across Marlins and Phillies trivia throughout the season. And I think out of 35, maybe you got what, 28? 29 yeah, something like that. yeah it was it was an eye-watering score because half of the questions were very specific to phillies so you've been spending way too much time watching baseball and reading stats this year is what, <laughs> what that said to me but congrats to you mate unfortunately there was no no entry fee for that one and thus no prize other than the the, the hypothetical crown i've just provided you um if you'd have won the bingo on the other hand you would have walked out 50 pounds uh, richer on that one um <laughs> But anyway, uh, on that, mate, um, a few of the highlights from that game, just to round that one off, mate, you had, other than Martin's home run, uh, you had the, I guess, the passing of the torch happening in a game where Stalin the Marlin, home run, followed up by Isan Diaz, home run. It was literally a, a, you know, a flash to the past or a, and then a, a kind of look ahead to the future, mate. We'll cover Stalin later. Isan Diaz, he has shown home run potential, but has been underwhelming, I'd say, mate. Expectations for him, or actually maybe we'll look at summarises couple of months up in the big leagues, mate. I think that's probably a, a better question right now. Yeah, I, I don't really, for once, don't think his stats really mean anything for someone who likes stats. Um, because that wasn't really what it was all about. He proved in AAA how good a player he was, and others do. You know, Austin Dean did and has, has been sort of very up and down. Um, but this is a bit different. I think the fact that he's showing um, the power that he had in AAA straight back into the big leagues, I think is a, is a good thing. Of course, it's going to be different for him because the quality of pitching is up there. The variety of pitching is better. You've got um, bigger ballparks as well. So it, it, it makes it a, a different sort of uh, atmosphere, more pressure, I think is probably the, the best way of putting it. So I don't think he's done that bad. And the whole point of bringing him up when we did was to give him that experience and exposure. I think this is a bit different from Lewis Brinson coming up in the, on the basis that, um, you know, sort of Brinson was pretty much, well, supposed to be MLB ready. Where with Isom, it's a little bit different on the basis that he has been, you know, 
after the trade, he's been working his way up. And, you know, now we think he's ready. Now he's going to be the Stalin replacement. And as you say, it was a good handing over the torch. In fact, he had the two home runs. It's a brilliant night on that basis as well, because it was so exciting. We were showing power with the bat and... Mm. Um, you know, he kind of showed a, a, a bit of the future. We had the past with Prado's 100th home run mm. and, you know, uh, Castro's uh, home run. And then the future there with like a Kinley save. And remember with Tyler Kinley, he's, he's had a lot of saves in the minors. So he was a bit of a save machine down there. So um, in previous years, um, so some potential there. Mm. Um and Sandy, of course, in that game because Sandy started, yeah, got got the win, and you know, thirty-two starts over the season. I mean, what an effort from Sandy for you know he proper grounded out all year, didn't he? Just just under two hundred uh, innings pitched, it's incredible, and um, yeah, uh, there was a few more hits maybe in that game, but you got to anticipate that getting towards the end of the season. But he's proved himself to be consistent. This is a young picture who we if you if you wind back to our episodes at the start of the year we were kind of saying oh it's great sandy's up but you know next year really and look what he's done mm. two complete games uh, you know uh, just under 200 innings pitched a very high strikeout per nine ratio um yeah it's really really good um and i think it, we said with him the, the key bit for sandy i think what we said was can he tighten up his control that was the bit can he stop walking, guys? That was what we were concerned about at the start of the year. And the walks, I think, have just had a, a downward uh, trajectory, really, over the past past season. That's been the bit. I know then partway through the year, uh, Donny gave him the G up saying, you know, you need to be more aggressive. And what that's meant is he's striking out more, walking less. What a combination that is. Funny enough, though, what I did see was... Donny gave a similar pep talk, I think, to uh, to, to Pablo. Uh, a similar kind of comment towards the back end of the year, if not the last week, saying next season, want to see more aggression from him, from him, et cetera. So, you know, that's, I guess he's looking for that him to take the next step too. Well, if you look at um, the postseason now, you watch Max Scherzer, who I think has just been so far been, been brilliant, you know, mm-hmm. pitching, uh, starting and out of the bullpen in that game. Yeah. And Cole, you just look at the aggression, how aggressive they they really are. They're not they're not scared. You know, even that Max has been hit for a couple of I think both times he started, he's been hit from a home run in the first inning, but he's just kept at it. And you know, it's that intensity. Sometimes with Sandy isn't there um in certain games, he's not quite as aggressive. Um, but you've got to be, haven't you? Um if you want to succeed. Um, I was a little bit concerned when we were at uh, watch the Phillies game where Brian Moran had a bit of an issue when he got, you know, I think he walked a couple uh, and then he had Bryce Harper there. But he went after him and mm. struck him out. And that's the, that's the key, isn't it? You, you just Even if you're in a hole, you just keep going and mm. keep with your strategy. Because otherwise, if you start to think, oh, I'm a bit concerned now and, and sort of try and do something different, as lo and behold, it will go wrong. So yeah. it is about aggression. And with Pablo, it's now building up after those injuries. and try. We want a Pablo season, a bit like Sandy's had this year, to kind of lock in those those first couple of uh, uh, spots in the rotation. Yep. Yeah. Good, guys. Well, that was, that was the line under it for the season. We finished with 55 wins. 
Is that right? God, 57. 56, was it? 57. 57. 57. Any more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 57. So, a couple down on last year. Um, you know, year on year. So, it's not it's not about the, the record in many ways. There's other things that I guess are more uh, KPI based. And for me, that there's a strong and continue to be a strong focus on bums on seats in the stadium. That is priority number one, I think, from a front office perspective at the moment. It's getting those bums on the seats in the stadium regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was... I think overall the average uh, was slightly up. I mean, a real small percentage point up. I think year on year. So yeah, two people. Two people. Yeah, it was close. I know they needed like something like sixteen thousand or something for the last game, and then they got. It was. I mean, the last the the last attendance was actually quite good for the last last home home stand. So that that was good. Yeah. Exactly. It was still the lowest in the league, though, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it's the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the reality is, there's a strong correlation between the product on the fields and yeah. you know what, how many people want to come and come up and, and sit down and pay to to be in the stadium. So that, I guess, kind of takes us neatly onto the off-season uh, activity, let's say, because. What we do know is there's a significant number of players that won't be back next year. Martin Prado is on that list. Neil Walker's on the list. Curtis Granderson's on the list. Uh, you've got Stalin Castro in all likelihood will be on that list too who won't be back. Um, so there's a ton of guys that uh, are not going to be here in all likelihoods. So the next question then is, who is? And what are the Marlins going to do free agency-wise? Because it's clear at the moment we're still we still need improvement, primarily on the on the kind of bat in bat first power type hitters. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't think we're quite at that top tier, so I don't think we're going to be in the mix for an Anthony Rendon. Let's say. Mainly because Brian Anderson's better than him at third base anyway. So we don't need Anthony Rendon. Um, only kidding. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a ton of other guys that are probably available. Um, the reality is I don't really know who is. Rob, I've got a feeling you may have done some research, mate. So let's let's throw some names out. Let's see if firstly, A, do we know them? B... Are they any good? Are they not? And we'll go from there. So pick a few out, mate. I'll mix and match this a little bit. So I'll pick. So I'm not going to obviously pick Garrett Cole, Rendon, or Aldis Chapman, all the rest of that. So I'll start with someone who should be quite high up in Josh Donaldson. Mm. Uh, a 2 6 1 season. Um, so, you know, they had a few injuries as well. Third base, and of course, we just lost Prado. What do you think? Thirty-four years old. I, I'll take that one first because I a I know who he is, so that helps. <laughs> um, Donaldson for me, I think the Braves would be smart to take him back. 
He's done well there, seems to have fitted in well. He signed a one-year deal. He's done well. The Braves are doing well. I mean, why would he not stay? Why would they not want him to stay? So gut feel is a short answer. He's the, he stays with the Braves and maybe signs a two-year deal with a bit of bump in pay. Good player, though. And I do yeah. like his celebration. If you've seen his celebration, he hasn't been doing it in the postseason massively, but he... Uh, if you haven't seen it, he was uh, entering the dugout and they had a pre-prepared umbrella ready for him to pop open. And it was supposedly the bringer of rain, I believe, was was his kind of mantra. So he'd then go down the dugout where they're all throwing water over him, but his umbrella there to protect him. So nice celebration too. I like that. Donaldson, I think he's back with the Braves. One question mark on the guy. Not sure about his haircut. Erratic haircut. Which always worries me. Well, Donaldson might be a little bit over ambitious, but there are some others on there. And I'm going to go to the other end of the scale and I'll be a bit more sensible. But um, also available is JB Shuck and John, uh, Justin Bohr. <laughs> Lee, any thoughts on that one, mate? <laughs> first base, we do need help, I think. So, yeah, probably on first of all the positions. Probably, obviously, you got the outfield. Probably have a lot of them, though, in, in the minors. So, first base, I guess it depends if Luis Diaz you know, is ready for first base as well. How long you know, is he going to come up? So, do I guess if we do sign someone, it is going to be a one year, you know, mm. a one year deal again. Yeah, I mean, Bohr coming back, probably not. <laughs> I'd say no. We, you know, we, we, we're better off just, just leaving them and keeping Cooper. Obviously, the question with Cooper is if staying fit is, is the issue. So we, we could do a backup, but yeah, I don't think any any of those are are like the answer to that. Yeah, I think also if one thing that's interesting about this off season is that for some odd reason, and uh, we'll talk about obviously we're going to talk about Castro later. When I when I look down in regards to the infield or who's available, there is so many second basemen available. It is is absolutely crazy. So I look down, there's Dozier, Kipnis. Um, obviously, they might sign after uh, uh, the Twins, Shoop. Um, what else have we got down here? Uh, I'll keep going. There's, there is loads. Um, Howie Kendrick in Washington. Oh, he's um, a good Flores at Arizona. Uh, Brock Holt in Boston, of course. Astral Cabrera. Um, you know, these are all there's uh, so for second base, I, I think you can take your pick. And assuming that John Burt is going to be our roaming sort of backup for a lot of these places, I wonder, you know, is Brian Anderson going to be third base? Is he going to be right field? Are we really going to be look for many looking at many infielders? Do we want Neil Walker back? Is that really our solution? Because if you're looking for a, uh, let's say, a, a really, really big, powerful hitter. To bring the crowds in, there's um, Eric Thames. He yep. could be available. Good biceps. Good biceps for sure. Yeah. Quite a bit of money you'd have to pay out for, but we have saved quite a bit if Prado and Castro don't come back. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder whether we might go in. Because in, this is the interesting thing. We haven't talked about any pitchers. But we're just really talking about infield and batting and trying to get, would we go after someone big like that? So, uh, uh, so there, there's Thames. Is a, so, is a... Rob, sort it. Do us a favor. Sort it up by, for me, first base. Let's let's take positions. Sort it by first base if you can, mate. I don't know what what you're using here. Let's have a look at them. Go down in order, and we'll find where our level is. 
Right, okay, here we go. Thames uh, is a first baseman, I suppose, as well, or he can play there. Well, he does play there, doesn't he? Uh, well, yeah, he's not going to play anywhere else. <laughs> the DH. Are we, are we got the DH coming in. Well, pretty much. That is that is a problem with players like that and ball, really. That that's mm-hmm. what they're. So yeah, you're a little bit limited. Limited. So you have. Uh, we just talked about Bohr and Thames. Uh, Justin Smoke at Toronto. We do like our Toronto players. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's not had the greatest of seasons. He's just over 200 on the batting average. Um, that's it. Um, if you want to really spend some money, but then again, I, I don't see the point. It's Anthony Rizzo. Well, he's a he's a Florida lad. He's a Miami lad, isn't he? I yeah. think Rizzo. So he's got some connections there. Cubs, interesting to see new manager for them. So could be interesting. Not convinced that would happen. I'd be surprised if. Well. I don't know. It's a good. That's a good question, mate. Actually, I haven't. I didn't realise he is available. If he is, there's connections to the area. Um, I, yeah. What do you? It's possible. What sort of uh, money does he command? I think it's fourteen and a half million last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than what Castro had last year. I think yeah. he was seven. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking about Castro money if you took the Castro option. Yeah. That's the thing with that. Beyond that, they're, 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 it's not real. So, uh, what was Prado? What, did, what was Prado earning last year? Do we know? Ten. I think we're saving about twenty-one or something between the two. Yeah. yeah okay. Prado so, was around ten, eight, somewhere around there. Okay. All right. So let's say fifteen. Let's say Prado you, was sorry, fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. wow. There you go. So let's say you can you can replace Prado with Rizzo somehow. You know, a little, little bit of RPI built into that. So you've got you know, let's say he does sixteen, seventeen million for Rizzo. I think that'd be you'd take that on, would you? Um, you maybe you bring Castro back at a cheaper deal if he's in the mix. Maybe. Um, I think the way he ended the year though, Castro, all of a sudden he looks enticing again for certain clubs potentially. I, th- I think if you look at the the second basemen that are actually available, then Castro. If if you look about, you know, he in regards to let's say the number of home runs and RBIs, actually no one comes close. Shoot got twenty three um, uh, home runs, but beyond that, no one else has got the number of RBIs. And considering he's done it with the Marlins, mm-hmm. um, he could be very dangerous elsewhere. You know, players like Dozier, etc. Are nowhere up there. Um, no. What's, what's the, who's who's left on this first base list, mate? Who have we got then? So Rizzo is a is a big shout. Who, who's in that tier? Uh, Mitch Moreland and Stephen Pierce. I think Pierce has retired anyway and wasn't very good at all after a really good season last year. And Mitch Moreland, well, he was okay. Um, I'm mm. he's 34 years old. I can't see him going back to Boston, so that might be a, an option there mm-hmm. for first base. Otherwise, Ryan Zimmerman, who's never ever 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 leaving Washington. No, uh, I think Dave, he's retiring. Freeze, say he's about uh, too old anyway, isn't he? Uh, David Freese at the Dodgers, who was sort of very bit part. Um, mm. Where's uh, Jose Abreu on that list? Is he there? Uh, I haven't. I'm not on this list that I'm working from. No, uh, I think he's available only because I've heard his name banded around that he's an option, yeah. Abreu. But um, maybe he isn't a free agent. I don't even know. So if we can Sorry, if we, I was going to say, if we ignore second base and go on the third base, um, the, the, beyond the, the Donaldson and Rendon ones we were just talking about earlier, you've got players like Todd Frazier, who I don't particularly want to see, to be honest with you. I, I mean, he's 
good player, but I've always hated him. <laughs> just, mm. Somebody who's just really annoying. Um, but maybe that's a good thing. He's annoying because he's been good. I think just one of those players who always seems to get to us. Uh, Jed Gorko, um, Flaherty, Cleveland. I don't think he really played last uh, this year. The, the, the Panda, Pablo. Panda. <laughs> 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 he doesn't. He doesn't really fit into our uh, our, our fast-paced uh, infield. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, we only need, for third base, the reality is we want BA to be playing there anyway, don't we? So we only need a backup guy. We've What we've got is we need Garrett Cooper and AN other first base options because Cooper won't be fit the whole year. So we're going to need someone to play first base. And whether they go a splashy one, maybe. So we need someone there. We've got John Birdie, definitely, that can play anywhere as an infield backup. And then you've got... Isan, Migiro, BA, Alfaro, Catcher. Uh, they're kind of locked in, I guess. You've got a few prospects also then pushing up with Jazz mm-hmm. and Lewin Diaz pressing those guys next year from from AAA. So I don't think you need to... For me, the, if I was going to put money into anything, I'd try and find a first baseman to put money into thinking... Cooper could anyway flex out to right field like he did anyway. And equally, he's, you know, you need an insurance policy for that dude. So if they want to pay big, that's where I expect it to be. Sounds like Rizzo is the biggest option there. I think if you're going to pay big, you're going to pay old. And that's the, that's the only thing because you're basically looking at, at players which are, you know, even looking at the DH options of Abreu, Nelson Cruz, you know, Trumbo, I think he was injured all season. Lomo is on there. Lomo could come back, uh, but he didn't exactly have the best season, or nor did he play. Um, so you, you really are running out. You know, you're not going to get J.D. Martinez. So, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they, and also, I mean, if you want to put bums in seats, that's the one, isn't it? You know, you... <laughs> not being funny, I'd like to see Austin Dean uh, out there with, with Cooper in first place. I really would. I thought Dean looked really good in AAA at first base, and the couple of games he played, I thought he looked decent in there. Yeah, and okay. uh, he's one of those first basemen who can do the splits, which I'm always quite <laughs> impressed with. When you get, uh, you know, that can do that. Um, J Man Choi could do that as well. I saw that in one of the Rays games. He's a big bloke to do mm-hmm. the splits, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He he's a big dude. Yeah, that. Uh... I saw him being interviewed the other night, actually, after the game. Um, what I don't like, though, he's being interviewed via an interpreter. I just don't like that personally. You know, uh, he's been here long enough playing baseball for long enough. Bloody hell. Um, learn, learn the language. You know, yeah. Learn the language, big lad. You know, stop <laughs> focusing on your dance moves. Focus <laughs> on the language. <laughs> Are we going to go into the outfield? Is it, is it oh, worth I, it? I, I think, well, outfield will, will probably... Okay, the segue into this, so I just want to, let's touch upon this now. Dan, uh, the curse is real, so I'm right to come to you on this one, mate. <laughs> I bought a Lewis Brinson jersey. Uh, tell, tell me now what your thoughts are on Lewis going into the off-season. Is, has he run out of time now? He's had two seasons, in a, in a sense, having a go at it. Is he out of time? Um, I think it's one of them where 
you'd sort of accept it either way. Personally, I'd like to see him get another shot. But, um, yeah, I, I think if, if, if it's done, then I don't think there could be much of an argument. But personally, I think that he, he, he's, he can, we, we have seen what he can do. And I, I think that at the moment, whilst it's still relatively unimportant record-wise, because we're not going to do much again next year either, um, we can, I think we've got, we can afford him enough time to, to give him one more go. Um, given the first couple of months of next season and see how it goes. And it, again, it's not going to matter. I think I, I don't think we'll be doing a million times better than what we've done this year in 2020. Um, so I think that um, he, he should be afforded another go because he's got the potential to do it. So if it was me, then I would do. But I could see why he wouldn't get another shout because he's he's been a letdown for two years straight now. For, and for me... He's actually, he's regressed actually this year. When, when you look at his numbers, he's played, <laughs> and you know I'm not a stats-heavy guy, but it's the one the, the one glaring number that stands out for Lewis is this year. So last year, 11 home runs in total. You know, run of the mill. He played most of the year, 11 home runs. This year, again, half a season, but zero home runs. Zero home runs in a year when they, they're throwing golf balls at you and they are coming off the bat like rockets. <laughs> and Lewis had zero home runs. That is absolutely startling as a stat. That's, it's blown my mind that he didn't hit one all year. So he's gone backwards. He yeah. has gone backwards. Like there's just no other way of cutting it. He has, he, you know, and for me, he's really up against it. Like, his spring training... I mean, his spring training was good yeah. last year. And then this year, you know, it just... He hasn't kicked on. And for me, I think there's so much stacked up there in the outfield. I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's going to get another shot. I think he'll start in AAA. And, you know, we may see him injuries, blah, blah, blah. But I think for me personally, I think he's going to start in AAA. Don't think he deserves to be up in the bigs. What he's mm. delivered, he doesn't deserve it. And there'll be other guys that will kick on and they'll want to see. So as painful as it is to say it, I think well, for me, he won't he won't be on the opening day roster, I don't think. Um so I'm working multiple segways here. This is Segway City. Um that takes us to back to Rob's question of what are we gonna do in the outfield? And I'm gonna throw a name at you boys. Lee, Marcel Ozuna, available, free agent this year. Firstly, not do you think he would come back or do you think the Marlins would pay him? I'm going to start with the fans. This is a fan podcast. Do you? Would you like to see him back? <laughs> yeah, I would. He was. He was always one. Of, yeah, one of my favourite players from that that era. Yeah, the 2013 to sort of 17 era. Yeah, I I I, I used to love love you to see him play because he, he was he was all it was always fun and you know, and, and exciting to see. And I think the crowds may I, mean, I don't know how much of a difference he would make. I think a few more me you know, might turn up to see him play. Only thing with I was reading a lot of him. If you know if St Louis do offer him a contract, then we'd have to 
lose a draft pick, you have to get him a compensation pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you have to ask, yeah, is it worth losing a high 2020 pick when, as mm-hmm. Dan mentioned earlier on, we're not going to be challenging next year again. So is it? That's, I mean, that's that's one of the questions with all these free agents. Do we really want to, you know, sign big now when we're not going to be challenging again? You know, then wasting a year or year or you know, you know, from from like their deals and stuff. So I mean, I would love to see him back. I mean, if the money was right, I suppose they might do it. But at the minute, I'd say, I mean, he, I mean, he himself, I, I think, would like to come back. Mm. But I just, not I don't so think he wanted to go, did he? I, I no, think he I actually think, wanted uh, to stay. I think of all the players that went, you know, Yelich, Stan, and he was the one that that, that would have liked to have stayed. Now, he he never seen you know you to say much about about the you know the way that the the team was going. But yeah, I. So I'd say there's about thirty percent chance that he might come back. Mm. I, f- I fear thirty may be optimistic, um, particularly if he's had the taste. I mean, the cards are giving the Braves a good run right now, and he's playing a major role in that. And I guess it's hard to knowingly take the step down away from what you're all playing baseball for is postseason action. And the reality is he ain't going to get that next year with the Marlins and maybe not, he's not guaranteed the year after that or ever with the Marlins, let's be honest. So, you know, as much as it is go trend in the right direction, don't get me wrong, but it, for him, it's a gamble. The cards or other teams are more set up to, to offer that. Um, so we're going to have to do something in the outfield. I think, well, you know, I feel like, we need some veteran presence knocking around and we're going to need to sign a few guys to help with that. Not sure who that will be. Rob, for me, just thinking about just around this segment off, mate, I look at where we, where we need to have some work. And for me, it's probably more on the bullpen side and maybe, maybe a back end, like a vet starting pitcher, potentially. Like, I feel like, if we can try and dig out like a Nick Anderson again. Yeah, I, I think um, if I just round off one thing, just with the... Uh, in the clean-up out- spot, mate, of course, in the mate. Clear- in the outfield. So ignoring your Castellanos and Yasel Puig, which many people have been talking about, you do have John Jay available. You do have a few, um, and, and maybe not Hunter Pence and people like that, but you have Mabin potentially available again. There are some good experience options to replace people like Granderson, if required, that won't break the bank. So I think you're more likely to see someone of that nature come back in, uh, you know, rather than than anyone on, on big money, if you need to, because you're going to have, you know, the, you've got that talent coming up from AAA. Do you need it, as, as what Lee was just saying? If we just have a little th- look through the uh, the pitching it's a little bit more tricky because yet again you've got that situation where the, the there's obviously silly big numbers we we we're, we're talking about Rizzo we can talk about Strasbourg we you know full well they'll be locked down with their clubs they're in at the moment it's just a contract negotiation and and like Arietta Hamels uh, Dallas Keuchel all the rest of that but if you start to go a little bit further down there are some interesting options uh, in there but um, there is Drew Smiley, um, who I don't really think pitched very much this year, but you know from a few seasons ago, there's Julio Turan, Jose Quintata. There, there's a few there who, maybe more expensive this year, but last year, but may come down a level. 
to give us that sort of starting picture depth. Maybe that's a little bit unrealistic. Um, if you start to really, really go down, Geo's in there. Gonzalez. A, yeah, as an option, oh. affordable. He's well. been rumoured to the Marlins for years. Yeah, exactly. Every time he's a free agent, his name always appears. And <laughs> He sounds like a Marlin, doesn't he? Yeah, that's. What, I mean, that's why a lot of it. He's from Miami, isn't he, as well? Uh, yeah. 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 That's why he's always linked to us. <laughs> there's a few others, but the unfortunately named Homer Bailey, who seems to be uh, Homer by name, Homer by nature. I'm sure uh, we can't have him. I mean... <laughs> Play Butch if we get him, I'm going straight out and buying a shirt just so he tanks. Play <laughs> Miley, there's another one who, who would be affordable. Um, but I I look down these names and I just think I'd rather, you know, when you talk about Sixto, do I want to see Sixto or do I want to see, looking at a name down here, Chris Archer? Wow. No. Um, so the I release... like Archer. I like, I, I, I like him. He's He's like... He's like Jose Arana on steroids or something. <laughs> he's, he's like a, a hyperactive Jose Arana. And then when you go down into the, the relief pitching, it's, 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 it's such a punt. It really is. You really don't know out of all of the players that I look down here, apart from a few of them, sort of like your Will Smith in San Francisco, that type, who mm. have got good track record, and Romo. I'd, yeah. I'd absolutely love to see Romo back. Um, I can see that. Phelps, yeah. there's a, there's a few injury problems problems in there. You could take a massive risk on Johnny Ventus, who's been injured for so many years. Would he be okay? Edison Falkwes is is in there as well. Oh, Eddie, get him back. Yeah. <laughs> um, Liriano, there, there's a few players in, but you're really, really going through true Pomeranz. Um, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he was yeah. good a few years back, wasn't he? Tyler Clifford is another another one. There. Yeah, uh, the Atlanta Braves legend Jerry Blevins. There's, um, yeah, there's, there is, you know, there is a, a massive list in there. Just looking down there, Tom Kohler's on that list as well. There you go. Wouldn't it be nice to have him back? He's a really top bloke. Hector Noessi, yeah, let's get him back. <laughs> there we go. That was probably one of the worst sections I think I've ever done on this. I just 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 read out a load of names from a list. That's all this. It's just names who who were good years ago. That's it. <laughs> no. uh, and I, I, I have to be really careful because on this list there's players that as Scott Van Slyke uh, appeared. He retired last year. Um, <laughs> Still a free agent though. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm sure I could find loads of other. Oh, Brad Foxberger's on there as well. Uh, he, you should get him in. All started two years ago. <laughs> yeah, just for the the comedy thing when it's the player's uh, jersey, he has that box and then a burger, just the yeah. two sort of emojis on the back. I liked it. Yeah, Dan's favourite jersey, that one, surely. <laughs> I think I'm going to put this this to bed now. So yeah, let's put it to bed, mate. I agree. I agree. So, there's no one really. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I think what you're but, saying is let's let's have a stab in the dark. I, the reality is we'll need to f- sign a couple of bullpen arms. If Romo, could, we can get Romo back. I think that would be awesome. That would be probably best case. Um, we know what he is. He's fun and he'll he'll do a good job. Beyond that, it's a shot in the dark. Um, I think you're the, Rodney. The, the bottom line is I don't, I don't think we're going to be splashing out big on um, no. on anyone at this stage of the uh, of the rebuild. It'll be it'll be a one year five mil, two year ten mil sort of deal, wouldn't it? Just yeah. to Solid up a few, few bits and pieces, yeah. and, and look and look what was our best signings of this year, like Bertie and Ramirez. You know, for our for our, you know, how much do they cost? Yeah. Nothing really. Well, they didn't cost anything, and they are on cheap contracts. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, and 
we've joked about it, but if the Blue Jays are letting anyone go, let's just go and snap them up and see what they got. Why not? I mean, it's worked for us this year, so let's do it. Um, right, guys, 15 minutes to roll. My timekeeping. Um, couple of, uh, well, I just wanted to throw this out there. It was a, a tweet earlier from the, uh, the Cespedes Family Barbecue uh, Twitter account, which is always fun. They put up there a list. Uh, it was a list of uh, which non-division series teams have the most former players playing in the postseason. So of the teams not playing, who has the most players uh, playing? And then it listed out the players. Um, anyway, the Angels had the most at 14, but the Marlins were, I guess, joint second or third, sorry, with 12. So we've got 12 players playing in the postseason former Marlins. So just segueing again from acquiring players, I'll throw this out to you boys. Now, this is a list. Throw this out to you. Which of these former Marlins would you happily take back or would you love to see back, let's say? So the list, in not sure what order it is, but the list is um, Hetch, Hetcheveria. Actually, that's been talked about the, the there's someone banging that drum on Twitter today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Hetch himself banging the drum, but <laughs> someone's banging it. So you got Hetchavaria, um, Rafael Ortega, I think, who was playing last year. Miller, who's that? Andrew Miller, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Andrew Miller, Azuna, we've already mentioned. Kike Hernandez, Rodney, uh, Annabel Sanchez, Romo, Mabin, Stanton, Nick Anderson, or Marisnik, Jake Marisnik. They're the twelve that. Uh, ex Marlins playing in the postseason. Dan, if you could take one and one only, who would it be? Um, well, of the, the one you want to say is Stanton, but I would because because of his contract and he's obviously been a no show this year. I'd mm. actually probably rather have uh, Azuna back. Yeah, well, I think, and it's been in um is is sort of exactly what we need at the moment. Um, he's been in great form. I'd go with I'd go with Azuna. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Lee, what about you, mate? Yeah, I mean, Stanton is you know is the obvious answer, obviously. But like I say there's a lot of things why. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Azuna, yeah, is probably he's probably the next best best op option from that list. Mm. There's, I mean, there's a few who, who you wouldn't touch touch now. <laughs> who are they? Let's have the untouchables, mate. Who are they? Who's your untouchables? <laughs> Rodney, I, 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 I won't go near. <laughs> Sanchez. Oh, my God, Sanchez. Sanchez, Rodney. Sanchez, Rodney. Oh, yeah, there's loads. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a few interesting ones, though. Like, I mean, Miller. I mean, you want a, you want a bullpen help. Mm-hmm. So you get, get Miller back. I mean, he he was a bust when we, when we had him, and then he then then he went to to the Red Sox and turned out turned out great for them. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it goes, isn't it? Sometimes different yeah. clubs, different environments. Because yeah. he was he was like a number one draft pick who we acquired when we traded Willis. I think you know, we got Cabrera and Willis went. And yeah, he, yeah, he never worked out. So oh, yeah, there's, you're, you're holding back the years here, mate. Simply yeah. red moment here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, one that, the, the one that caught my eye, mate, on this that I'd never even realised was Jake Marisnik had played for the Marlins. So I'm not yeah. not sure when that was. I just see him as a, a bit part Astros player, but 
um, nonetheless. What about you, Rob? Um, who would you who would you like to see back if you could? I mean, Stanton is the obvious answer just because he was so good for us, but maybe looking beyond that. Yeah, and I'll always say Stanton because of that experience I had in 2012, seeing him hit that grand slam mm. um, into the scoreboard. And, you know, that was incredible. Uh, experienced roof closed, one of the loudest noises I've ever heard in a sports crowd. It was absolutely fantastic. But, um, yeah, um, you know, that. Uh, apart from that, actually, it's kicking Hernandez. Uh, oh, Zuna, of course, for the same reason as what uh, what you've all been talking about. But um, Hernandez, um, he it's, it's an interesting bit of Marlins history because who he was traded for or part of a trade was for D. Gordon. Nice. And, of course, then you've had the D. Gordon trade. And one thing uh, I'll just very quickly talk about was in the uh, sort of jumping around a bit, but in the Arizona Fall League at the moment, the pitcher who is lights out is Nick Nider who was traded for D. Gordon. So it's, it's an interesting history of good players being traded. But um, he hasn't he actually didn't have such a good season for the Dodgers. Uh, he, he's an outfielder and can play second base, uh, as uh, seems to be everyone can play second base. Um, but um, he's a player I quite liked. He only had one very, very short season in Miami. But I have watched the Dodgers a bit, and I've liked him as a Dodgers player. He's very, very consistent, um, uh, uh, very good outfielder. So uh, I, I think he's someone who potentially was going to be part of uh, the Real Muto trade if the Dodgers had traded for him. And he's someone I'd like to see back. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, the the answer that I'll give, I don't think will surprise anyone. Um, you know I was high on him all year before he was traded this year. My man, Nick Anderson, he has been awesome for the Rays as well absolutely awesome like I wasn't even at the start of the year I was loosely joking saying he's our version of Josh Josh Hader but actually I was right I put it on Twitter a few weeks back or a few days back Nick Anderson is better than Josh Hader so there you go he's been absolutely awesome and out of nowhere like I mean we were saying this earlier in the year he's the best pitcher you've never heard of to other teams that would have never ever have seen him or heard of him but he was just—he strikes everyone out. Strikes everyone out. It's absolutely awesome. Um, right, guys. Last ten minutes or so. Um, I just—I think a couple of quick-fire questions, and then I'm just going to get you guys. I'm going to get you higher, lower thoughts on the NL East looking ahead. So it's our way too early NL East predictions before free agency kicks in. Blah blah blah. Um, but a couple of other kind of roundup questions. So we'll rapid fire these. Um, first to you, Dan, because he's your guy, Caleb Smith. Yep. Did we miss the opportunity in trading him at peak value at the deadline this year, or is the best still yet to come? Yeah, I think that is um, it's a shame for him because he got injured and then never came back as the player that was he was before. Um, he he started the year so strong. Um, like scarily good, and it came out. He was our number five pitcher at the start of the year, um, and he was our ace for for the best part of that year. And then got injured and never really got back to that form. So I I I'm high on him, and I want to see him get the other get. You know, he'll be in the rotation next year. I, I think he'll probably, well, 
I'd probably say is going to be number two or three pitcher next year. Um, but I, I don't I think that we still can get him back to what he was in the early part. And if we do, then that, that's another great bit of Arsenal into our rotation. I, I, I want to see him carry on. I don't, I, I don't think we missed a shot there. I agree with you, mate, as well. But I thought I'd ask the question because we did say that that he had such a good start of the year. Sometimes players that come out of nowhere, I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere because he was similar in his first year before he got hurt, but you have a player that has what was in effect national buzz and that was the key bit was everyone was talking about Caleb Smith because he was just performing at such a level. You then have an opportunity to trade him at that value and pick up something huge for him when maybe then he'll regress backwards and blah, blah, blah. And it's tricky. So that was the question. I still think he can kick on. I think the injury hurt him. He was out longer than expected. And I don't think he fully kind of got back up to speed. So a bit of rest, strong spring training. He'll be back strong. Um, Lee, for you, mate. Wei Chen. (laughs) Is he back? Or is he gone? I, mean, I think we'd all love to see him go, but I've just got a bad feeling that he's <laughs> he's coming he's coming back again. <laughs> oh dear! Because they're gonna have what, what what's he owed next year? Like twenty million or something? Something ridiculous? Yeah. And, and slightly more, I think. Actually, it might be yeah, like it's something. It's just something ridiculous that. I mean, do they? I mean, is it worth worth just eating eating that money, or is he of any use you know, at all? That makes it worth paying him. And, you know, I just, I mean, he's taken up a roster spot still. I mean, I was amazed he lasted all year actually on on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they didn't cut him this year, then I, I I don't see them cutting him again. So, I think as it stands right now, I'd say yes, he's still on the roster next next April. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Listen, I just had a sudden thought. If I was Derek Jeter right now, I'd put a Twitter poll up and I'd say, listen, if I cut Wei Chen, will you commit to a season ticket now? See how he gets on. You know, if you can offset the money and people want to see Marlins play baseball without Wei Chen coming out the pen and getting blown up, then maybe that's what it needs. So Jeet's Fire up the Twitter poll, see what, you know, maybe that's what's holding everyone back is the fear of Chen coming out of the so pen. Potentially <laughs> seeing him scares him away. I don't know. I mean, this is, un- tell this pick, is unfair. Can you tell Pix a salesman, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get us to yeah, do a, rely on Twitter Real. to see whether we're going to bring back a 20 million pitcher and <laughs> dang, dangle the carrot of a season ticket in front of him. <laughs> Love that. Love so that. The, uh, the only option I have to get rid of him is if they can bundle him in a trade with like if they they did trade smith like you just just got to somehow throw him in and pay him <laughs> half the money or something like just just as good you know, to, to, yeah. to, to, to see him gone but let's, i think he'll be there let's send him to the tigers come on let's just send him there <laughs> it's not really worse he'd suit the tigers they'd be, yes. be, their, they'd be their star man he would be awesome he'd be <laughs> their second starter <laughs> he'd be awesome um Okay, um, final one for you, Rob, and then we'll just quickly round off. Um, snap reaction, Stalin Castro. And let me just give you these numbers first, mate, and I've saved these numbers specifically for you, mate, because I know you like them. 
after the All-Star, mate, he hit... Hold on, I've lost the numbers. After the All-Star, he was hitting 302. 302. He had 16 home runs after the All-Star break and 52 RBIs. After the All-Star break, he was an All-Star. No doubt about it. And is he going to be back next year? Can we get him back? And do we want him back? So the option is, is we could turn around and say, okay, we're keeping you and here's your 16 million and he's our player. Now that gives us a bit of backup with second base, but you know, the Zisayas has the, has the crown actually passed over to Diaz from Castro. Um, and if we held on to Castro, are we then really saying, well, actually, we're not sure if you're our man, uh, he's on, and actually we're going to keep, you know. Or do we find that 16 million better spent on, you know, three, four, five players, uh, which would help with our bullpen and help us win more games? So the other thing for Stalin is I'm not sure that, he'd want to be back. He's had these numbers in a struggling offensive team who very rarely on base. What happens if he was on a team that are always on base? Mm. You know, what happens if he was on an Astros? I know what would happen. Sorry to cut in, mate, but I know what would happen. He'd be grounded in double place. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry sorry to cut you off. I just had to say that. His left on base uh, numbers would rock it. Yeah. Um, so um, the answer, in in short, is it. You know, if we were thinking a wild card, uh, I think you definitely bring him back. Agreed. Otherwise, he's gone. He'll get his million, um, and we will opt out on him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's most likely, isn't it? Although he has. All of a sudden, though, you think, do you know what? Could they re-sign him at 16 mil, let's say? if that is, I think that is the number, isn't it? 16 mil. And you think, Stalin, listen, we need you to deliver the same, but in reverse. Your half, the first half, needs to be that calibre. And then you can get something back for him, and you only actually pay him you know, the 8 mil or 7 mil for half a season, and you get a player back or two or whatever. That's a risky move, I guess. But I suppose it's just... Depends what other deals are out there for other players. We've talked about free agency looks pretty thin at mm. the level we're looking. So actually, maybe you just, you know, better the devil you know, isn't it? Bring him back. If he does the same in the first half, then you can flip him to something right. really good. If we bring him back, I assume then you, you're going to put Hanson back in, in the outfield and have Castro play at third yeah. you know, all the time, I'm guessing. Be a permanent third baseman. So you're in Rob, Rob's sort of given his answer as a as a no, but it seems to have divided a bit of opinion. So as a yes or no, Rob and uh, Pete and Lee, if it's down to you, yes or no on Castro. <laughs> Go on, Lee. Yes, I I would bring I would bring him back. Yes. Ooh. I, mean, I think I said a few weeks ago that that he is our our best hitter, and that, yeah, and I, yeah, I still stand by that. I think he is the best player, you know, on on the team right now. So I they say, say, I think the idea it would be to bring him back and then hope he does it again, and then get something for him, you know, in June, July. It would probably be a, be a good option. But yeah, I, 
like I say, I mean, he played in all in every game, didn't he? Like all, he, you know, all all, all at one six two games. So yeah, like yeah. I say, no, he might not. He might you know, you know, not you know, not want to come back. So I think it's either pay him yeah. sixty million or he'll be gone. He won't sign for less. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I look at it and think, uh, and my snap reaction before I've looked into any of the numbers was no way we're going to pay the mill and move on. When I'm thinking about it now, realizing the Prado is being paid 15 mil next year, he's off the books. Well, pay Castro the 16, the production coming out of him is way in advance of what you got out of Prado. Plus you've got him grooming Isan Diaz as well. And he'll need some help. He's obviously not hit the ground running. Hey, and actually Isan Diaz, the, 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 the feedback from Mattingly there was in spring training, he's going to be fighting for his job. He hasn't, he had a quote like he hadn't blown the back doors off it or something like that. Which, <laughs> and, and for, you know, for, for all the talk of Castro, you know, he actually took took the move well, well as well. He had a third. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't complained or anything. So, yeah, he he could be be uh, be, a, be a good mentor as well to mm-hmm. you know, yeah, for, for Diaz. Yeah. So I think to answer your question, Dan, I'm going to say, strangely, yes, he's coming back. I must. Someone spiked this Brewdog Punk IPA, I think. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be saying that. So, um, Right. We're on the hour, but let's have a real quick rapid fire round on the NL East. Way early look ahead. Let's start with the Marlins. It's simple. Higher, lower. Higher, lower than their, their numbers last year of wins. Start with the Marlins. And start with you, Rob Newell. 57 wins, Marlins, higher, lower? Higher. Lee Dobbs? Higher. Full house, Dan? Full house, higher. Yeah. I think it will be higher, but not... It'll be early, low 60s, I think. Um, Right. Next up, the Phillies. They were bang on 500 after their... Tonkin on the final day of the season. <laughs> 80, so 81 wins for the Phillies. Higher lower from you, Rob? Higher. Lee? Yeah, higher. Dan? Yeah, it, it needs to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> it should be higher. Uh, and just thinking about those guys just quickly, you talk about we're not investing in the tier. The Phillies should be looking at those tiers. I, I, should, I assume that they, they will sign sign a few free agents yeah, for themselves. They should be. Okay. Um, the New York Mets were third in the division. 86 wins. Higher, lower than 86 for the Mets. Rob? I could go lower. Lower, yeah. Interesting. Lee? Yeah, lower. Way lower. Way lower? Way so lower. Does it start with a seven or an eight? Seven. Oh, yeah. I like it. Juicy. Down the man? Yeah, I agree. It starts with a seven. It starts with a seven. Wow. I... Oh, the Mets are so weird, aren't they, as a club? They're so weird. You would not put any money... I wouldn't put any of your money on a bet with them, boys. (laughs) I'll ponder on that one, but I think they... They may be lower, but only slightly. Right. The Nats... 93 wins for the Nats, which actually, good season. I mean, when it starts with a nine in this division, it's a good season. Rob Newell, 93. This this is really, really hard. 
<clears throat> Rendon may not be there, so let's factor that in. Yeah, I, uh, lower, not by Strasbourg much. Strasbourg may not be there either. Yeah, lower. Lower. The early look ahead line would be less than ninety three, in my opinion. Lee Dobbs. Uh, yeah, I say I wouldn't try the if they hit ninety three again, but I, I won't push. I'll, I'll, I'll say lower. Lower. Yeah. Yeah, same. Lower by by a few, two or three. Yeah. And rounding it off, ninety seven wins for the Atlanta Braves. What a season from them boys! Very very impressive. Interesting to see if they can get through against the Cards and progress. Equally the same for the Nats. Interested to see if they could squeeze it through against the Dodgers. Tight, tight series um, with them boys. But 97 wins for the Braves. Rob, higher, lower on them? Higher. I think next year they've got to go for it. They've, they, this is next year is their, their year to, to dominate. Higher. Wow, higher. Love it. Lee? Lower. Lower? Does it start with a nine still? Yeah. Starts with a nine. Starts with Fair enough. Dan? Yeah, I've really grown to like the Braves team. I think they're yeah. I think they're a really good team. They've really outperformed themselves. But and I actually agree, I think they're gonna be there or thereabouts again. So I'm gonna go slightly higher. Yeah, start with a one? Maybe. Maybe just. Maybe okay. just. Well, just thinking about this, uh doing our loose sums here, I think broadly what we're seeing is Marlins slightly better, Phillies better, Mets slightly worse, maybe Nats slightly worse, and Braves maybe slightly better. So I guess what that says is the division will look pretty similar, but flip the Phillies and the Mets, and that's what you've got. Mar- so Braves winning it, Nats two, Phillies three, Mets four, Marlins fifth. Seems pretty sensible at this stage, boys. Let's put a few quid down, eh? See what we can do. Sensible for way too early predictions, but yeah, like I say because we're basing it on on who's a free agent now. Yeah, you know, who's going to be a free agent? Obviously, you don't know who's going to sign where. Yeah, obviously the Nats have got a few free agents to sign, so if they lose lose a few of them, they they could get worse. And the Phillies, you think I've got to sign sign a starter or two as well? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Good boys, let's round it up there. Episode thirty one. I'm not sure what the title of this ep- this this episode will be. Um, I don't know, postseason blues or something. But nonetheless, boys, uh, just as a quick recap, awesome event in Pashyank. Um, just as a look ahead to whet your appetites and to get your babysitters booked, you can get your stag dues out of the way, your shopping trips with the missus out of the way. I think we're going to be back at Pashyank for the opening day. That seems to be the way we're trending. I don't know what time the game will start, but all eyes are... It's midnight now. At midnight, yeah, exactly. It's fine. You always have an early game. Dan did say he wants to get there early and avoid uh, any train-related issues. So get the date for your diary ready, lads. I think it's going to be opening day at Pashyank. We're playing the Phillies again, so we'll go back to Phillies territory. They'll host us. Um, so great end to the season, lads. I, I thought it was a great... Marlins victory I think at a higher level I'd say we'll expect the unexpected this offseason both in terms of the baseball that's being played right now 
and also what the Marlins do, because if we're totally honest, we haven't got a bloody clue what is going to, going to happen. The one thing to say is we haven't got the type of activity happening this year that's had the last few years where we've got marquee players that we're trying to trade. I don't think we're doing that. So it's going to be the in, inbound that's the question mark and what we do. So expect the unexpected. That, to me, feels like a podcast title just there. So that, that sounds ideal. Um, to the listeners, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the whole of the season, the regular season coverage we've, we've delivered for you guys. Appreciate everyone's feedback and support. And um, we're going to stick through it, guys, aren't we, for the, for the uh, off-season? We're going to probably do fortnightly, fortnightly pods, um, just recapping on activity that's happening across the league and within the Marlins. So stick with us guys. Please reach out if you want us to talk about any topics. Please do that. We we have a blank canvas, believe it or not, before every podcast. Um this is just freestyled in the main. <laughs> um as any guest that's joined us will will know. But um guys, I think that's it for this week. We're under an hour and a half, so that's the main target. So Dan the man, appreciate you as always, mate. Um, optimism, optimism is high. Um, and actually, just to mention for any guys out there, any of the listeners that are that are Miami Heat fans, um, Dan has got his has got his own little uh, venture going on the side. Uh, it's got a much bigger budget than this one. Um, <laughs> but you've got podcasts going. You've got podcasts out there as well, Dan. Is that right? Yep, yeah, so that's a new uh, a new account and uh, a new pod has started that we're about three episodes in. Just um, just recorded a uh, an hour long NBA season preview as it's all about to start in about two weeks. So uh, have awesome. a look at that. It's on it's on all platforms and it's called Heating Up the UK. And hopefully, once the season starts, it will be a weekly thing. Um, on my own sometimes with guests sometimes. We'll we'll try and just get through it. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Good to hear, mate. I <clears throat> now you've got me intrigued about it. I'm I'm not a bit uh, basketball fan, um, but I, I understand the game naturally. It's not that complicated, but um, I'm going to try and follow it with you, mate. And I'm going to enjoy enjoy your podcasts. And uh, you know, you may come to the start of next season, and you may just naturally take over hosting this podcast with your <laughs> with, <laughs> with the quality production you deliver. So um, you've done a great job, mate, this year. Very good job. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you boys have enjoyed it. Um, Lee, as always, mate. It's been uh, it's been good as always to uh, <laughs> coin your phrase, mate. That's uh, that's uh, that's how I describe it, mate. So, and for you, mate, you're you're heavy on the NFL as well. You've just been to yeah. Uh, you went to, to the Spurs Sunday. game, the Spurs Stadium, which was yeah, awesome. Lovely stadium, yeah. Better than Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better than Twickenham. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually didn't didn't mind didn't mind Twickenham, but yeah, it was, it was old. But yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This new Tottenham one is lovely stadium. Yeah, good. And you're back there again this week as well, mate. I'm this I'm Sunday. in for the Wembley games, mate. So we'll yeah, yeah. we'll hook I'll, up. I'll see you there. Yeah, we'll hook up for that. Exactly. We can we can talk we can talk dolphins. Let's say. Um, and last but not least, the man in the cleanup spot, as always, Rob Newell. Rob, awesome, awesome effort this year, mate. I must say, the minor league coverage was absolutely second to none. 
I mean, that is the true highlight. I've had people comment on it going, I can't believe the coverage that you guys offer for minor leagues. I said, that isn't, you know, it's not guys, plural. It's one guy um, who is the main man. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been awesome, awesome, mate, um, on that side. Hope you've enjoyed it as well, mate. Yeah, and hopefully a lot of those players have been mentioning in the minor leagues. She was now start to see come up. Uh, we saw, saw a few this season. There mm. should be more and more. You'll, hopefully those names will become more and more familiar as you actually see them in action for the Marlins. But it's been great. Really, really enjoyed it. It's been, it, despite a rough season of 105 mm. losses, it's, it's been really good to follow this story through and the storyline continues next year. It does, mate. To be continued. Hey, I've just had a thought, just as a final random thought. Over the uh, off-season, I think what we'll try and do is maybe get one of the Fish Stripes guys or a couple of them in, and we'll have we'll have some sort of minor league update review specific pod. Um, whether I'm the right man to host that, who knows? Maybe I will, but I'll you know we'll see. Um, but let's try and fix that up as well. I think that could be, you know, could be a great, and you're right. It's, I'd never followed the minor leagues at all. I think Dan was probably in the same boat as me and you delivering the the content and the research of all these guys that the reality is I'd never fully heard of, but it really helps to just paint the overall picture about the Marlins organization because it isn't all about the big leagues, particularly at the moment for us. So, it's been absolutely invaluable insight, and let's try and let's try and build on that and do maybe a specific, you know, minor league review spin-off pod in the in the off season. I think that would be great. Um, the rest of us, so Lee and Dan, we can we can do some research in advance of that and at least sound like we know what we're on about, um, <laughs> and uh, go from there. So, boys, I thank you as ever. Um, I thank the listeners as well. We'll be back in in all likelihood in two weeks' time, unless what you'll get maybe is one or two emergency pods. So if something major breaks and you need the woo, 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 then (laughs) it'll be out. But that's it, lads. 31 is in the books. Fish across the ponds. Back in two weeks. Thanks, boys. Thanks to listeners.